Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District, the Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We're asking you, at Key, J, and Max, on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed of these three teams, the Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Bills, which is most likely to win the Super Bowl this season? Chiefs, Bills, or defending champion Bucks? 52% of you have said the Chiefs. 30% the Bucks and 18% the Bills. However, Tony Gonzalez believes that the Bucks are the best team in the league. Tony Gonzalez, Pro Football Hall of Famer, on Greeny. Listen. I don't see anybody beating this team. Mm-hmm. This could be one of the best teams, if not the best team in NFL history. What they, the fire that they caught at the end of the season last year and in the Super Bowl and they got everybody coming back. I, and and I, like you said, for all the reasons, they got a year underneath their belt now with that offense and Tom Brady pulling the trigger. The only thing that will derail this thing is, uh, is obviously injury. Uh, you know, they got an extra game on the season now, and it uh, makes it a little bit harder. But I don't see anybody, anybody beating this team. All right. He doesn't see anybody Because nobody, nobody team. was close to beating them last year, right, Keith? Well, the Packers. <laughs> I mean, I just want to make sure that we clarify, and I understand that they're loaded key, but it's not like they just had a – they just ran through everybody on their way to winning the Super Bowl. A lot of things went right in order for them to do that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things – it's it's things got to go right, right, in, in sports to win championships. You got to stay healthy. You've got to have chemistry. You got to hit the right teams in the right situations, um, the right matchups. Nothing taken away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an 11-5 team that steamrolled through the playoffs. But their chemistry started to take shape late in the year and into the playoffs. But also, they got the right breaks. They start off playing a Washington football team that didn't have an offense. Defense is young. Chase Young talked about bringing on Tom Brady. So they got past that. Then they got a New Orleans team that had barbecue ribs coming back with uh, Drew Brees. I believe Alvin Kamara had some sickness going on. Michael Thomas had ankle injuries. So he was trying to play despite not even being able to run. So that worked out for him great. Then you go to Green Bay, and whatever happened in Green Bay, whether it was Matt LaFleur didn't give the plays correctly to uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers at the end of the game, whatever happened. Brady found King, figured he was the duck, threw the ball, touchdown. That got it. They took care of Green Bay out the way. Then they hit pay dirt with Kansas City that came in to the Super Bowl limping in. Patrick Mahomes, a little injured, banged up, plus the offensive line was decimated. So everything fell in line, although they had a defense that was lights out for the most part of the year. Everything has to fall in line. Don't make any excuses. They play who they play. But in the end, to go 17-0, undefeated team from start to finish to win the Super Bowl has only happened once for a reason. Yeah, that well, was the Miami Dolphins. The New England Patriots tried to do it, but it didn't happen because they ran up against the New York Giants. So That's right, and then the, Miami was in a shorter season, exactly. too. I, I understand exactly what Tony is saying. When you bring everybody back, the players, including the coaching staff, think about it. All four main coaches are back. That means 
special teams, offense, defensive coordinators, and the head coach. Typically, teams poach your guys when they win Super Bowls. You lose players to free agency because they want the big money. Coaches leave to get hired, as we talked about yesterday. That's not the case with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they could potentially run the table, but it probably won't happen. Look, I, it's unlikely this is going to be the greatest team of all time because that's true of any team in any year, right? But you start to look, could it be? They have a top-notch offensive line. They have the best receiving core, meaning top three receivers, potentially ever. Potentially ever. When you look at these three guys, who's to say Antonio Brown's not still the best out of those three guys? Mike Evans is in a league. Each one of those guys, you could argue for any one of those guys, and there's at least two number ones in that receiving core, but that's the best three in the league presently. They have the best linebacking tan, linebacker tandem in the league presently. As you said, all last year they played defense. Tom Brady was just getting his feet wet with the team early, didn't know, didn't have practice preseason, those kind of things. They have – and then they bring back all 22, and key, you mentioned it, the coaching staff. Like, no, it's probably not going to be the best team of all time, but you cannot say this about most teams in most seasons, and you can say this about the Bucs. It might be. Like, they're not – you can't just dismiss it out of hand. Hey, Max, let me grade the receivers. Leave that to me. Okay, okay, grade the receivers. Hold on, no, 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 no. Grade the receivers. I I didn't mention the tight ends, I would have to agree with you. I I, I would have to say that they probably have the best receiving core in the league. Dallas is there, Kansas City is there. let me grade the receivers, please, at some point. Not today, but at some point, because I don't think they got the best trio of wide receivers in the National Football League, but – We'll really? You You're putting the Dallas ahead of them right now? I mean, we could put Dallas in the mix. We could put Cleveland in the mix. I mean, you know, let's just, you Let know. just we remind could, everybody. We could throw when Seattle last seen, in the mix. When know. last seen on a football field for a full season and healthy, Antonio Brown was operating at an all-time great level. And and we haven't seen that was like, three years ago. What man. are we saying? Are we sure he fell off? He looked pretty good that, in the that, Super Bowl. That was three. Call, one damn pass. Max, stop. Uh, Antonio Brown might be the best receiver on this team, and that's saying a lot because they got some good receivers. Not to mention tight. I didn't even mention the tight hey, ends, right? Matt, like, Max, and they got three of those guys. For your sanity as well as Jay's, leave the receivers to well, me. Grade them. <laughs> I don't know, Key. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of riding with Max here. We start thinking hey, about you Buffalo, know, see, KC. See, Seattle got some pretty good ones. No yeah, doubt. I, two. I, I got think, two. Not a trio, I think, though. I, I think. Uh, I got to see what A.J. Green is, but Arizona got some pretty good ones. Two. Two. You know. And, and by the way, the best tandem to me is A.J. No, actually, Brown and no, Julio a- Jones. Actually, That's two. Actually, actually, to be honest with you, Arizona got three damn good receivers. They just don't know how to use Kristen Kirk. That's just, you know. Okay. But but if you're looking at statistical numbers and all that sort of stuff, you can pick a, a many teams depending on the offensive style in which they play. All I'm saying is, I get what you're saying, Max. They got dominant receivers. I understand. They got right. And my point is you bring up Kansas City. Kansas City's thin at receiver. They're great on top. Mm-hmm. But they're but going no, three. No, they're not deep? thin at they're not thin. Miko Hartman and, and, and Demarcus uh Robinson. De- well, Come on, man. Robinson, Me- Robinson's Miko? gotta be good if in order for them not and, to be good. And Tyreek Hill? Tyreek at the top, and, and, no and doubt. Kelsey? Before we get into all the stuff about the Browns and, and Dallas and Kansas City and Tampa, can I just have you guys put a little respect on the Buffalo Bills receiving core? 
You know, oh, there you go. Their Buffalo wide receivers Bills. did earn the second highest Bu- receiving Buffalo, grade in Buffalo the league Bills? last Buffalo year. Buffalo Bills got a good good crew. That, that's not like Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. I mean, the, the come reason on, man. People, the reason I think he, you're sleeping on the Bucks receiving core, I know you think they're very good, but they're being underrated by some. You do understand. Antonio you, you, Brown. You, you, people are talking about. You, you, we just had somebody say that you could do go understand. Is because the Antonio Bucks Brown hasn't played in a long time. Basically, you do understand that the Bucks receivers have a case of the dropsies. Just, just so that you know. I think they're going to be fine. You know, I, I, think, I think they'll, they'll be, be fine, fine too. But when you start saying the best receiving tandem of all time, no, no, three. You, know, you got to point to a team that had three dudes, not two. There are lots of dudes. Man, I can point. To, I can two. point to one team right now. This year. Well, this year for this year. Well, this year well, for sure. Sure. Originally, Max said all time. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying maybe. Ma- the point hey, is, Max, like, Max, tell me another end team end with three the receivers. They're all end number ones. Ma- Max, end the discussion. Oz Hakeem, Isaac Bruce, and damn Tory Holt, man. Come on, man. Well, Stop. two again. It's number ones for sure. Yeah. All right, the point is, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked here, Keith. The point no, is, you did it, not me. The point, well, I stand by it. But the, everyone can still sleep in on, on Antonio Brown in a full season. I ain't going to be the dude who's sleeping on Antonio Brown this year. Is he it, staying with Tom Brady this that's year? That's the no? whole thing, availability. If wait, he stays you, wait, on the Max, field for a whole season. You did sleep on Tom Brady several years ago, but that, we'll leave that alone, too. We got, well, I mean, but, the, <laughs> but then the reality is the reality. Like, I can't deny whatever prediction you make, then you got to adjust to the facts. When the facts change, so does my opinion. What do you do when the facts change? you got to change your opinion. They have every – they check every box, this team, right? Except for yes. maybe age at quarterback. Right? That's, well, that's the I mean, big one. But, but he doesn't need to – I mean, everybody, Jay, they talk about his age. Okay, and what is he doing? He, if I got him for another three years, I'm cool. I don't need another quarterback for another three years. I'm happy as pie. If we The season is kicking off, obviously, tomorrow night. Can we just go ahead and do it? Max, who are you picking to win the Super Bowl this year? Let's just go ahead and do it, Key. Let's, just, let's put it out there. The Kansas City Chiefs. You're picking who KC. Am I, who am I picking to win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl, Key. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm me not, neither, I'm but I'm taking a guess. To, I'm not ready to do that yet, Jay. I, I, I know I, you like to watch games. I understand you like to wait until we get all the way there to the tournament starts. That's why I'm asking you to go out there and take a leap of faith. I'm going to be in the minority, guys. I'm going to go and take the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I yeah. know, but I just I don't feel uh-huh. like anybody talks Josh about Josh Allen's got to show me that he can sustain that level of performance from last year, let alone get better, just sustain what he did last year. And even that, to me, doesn't Got a break. Him. You know, with of course we have to go to Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline coming up. What should the Giants do with Saquon Barkley against the Broncos? That's after Jay has this from Rumble On. Does the thought of selling your motorcycle, ATV, or vehicle already make you exhausted? You're speaking to me, Rumble On. There's no need to keep putting it off because RumbleOn.com makes selling it easy. You'll have a cash offer in minutes and a free pickup. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, trade in or sell. Rumble On will pay cash no matter what the make or the model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter the promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, to get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. What did you make of the decision to choose Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke? The Denver Broncos actually did what is a defensive player's dream. Now with Teddy as the quarterback, they will have to be great in situational football.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What did you make of the decision to choose Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke? In every possession and a kick. And that's what Teddy Bridgewater is going to do. You're not going to outscore a ton of people or blow them out. There's going to be a lot of tight football games. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app. ESPN 2. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests join us via the Goodyear hotline. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line or Twitter feed at KeyJandMax, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. So, my beloved New York football giants, oh boy, every year it's the same thing. Guys, every year it's the same thing. No offensive line. I've been waiting 10 years for an offensive line to do Jerry Reese era and Gettleman's hog mollies and everything. And um, we drafted Saquon Barkley, Gettleman did, with a second overall pick. Guys, when he was 21, 22, rookie season, he had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage and 15 touchdowns behind a terrible offensive line with the remains of Eli Manning as the quarterback. I mean, the, the guy is capable of doing some crazy things. This line is awful. Now listen to what Jeff Saturday, our ESPN NFL analyst, had to say about whether or not the Giants should even play Saquon versus the Broncos. Sit him. Sit him, man. Until until he is is 100% and feels game ready, not practice ready. You know, I saw something on the ticker yesterday. Oh, he had a contact practice. Give me a break, man. In the NFL, they no such thing as contact practices anymore, right? That dude took two or three shots. That is the most violent position played in the NFL. He's going to get hit more often, and guys are going after their legs. They're going low. It's very difficult to protect yourself at that position. Give him time. Understand that the, 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 the longevity of his career is directly affected if you try to put him back early. Three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth joins us now on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. Mark, long time. You heard what Jeff Saturday had to say. What do you think? Uh, I think you're going to play your players. Uh, and, you know, he's right about the fact that you don't get you don't get to, to hit and do all the things you used to be able to do to make sure a guy is ready. But you're never ready. Coming off an ACL you're never ready until you have that kind of sudden epiphany, until you go in there and actually do it. So you can wait around, you know, you can wait around till the till, till you get booted out of the league. And the point being is that when when you're, you know, physically able to perform and you're ready to perform, 
still mentally, there's still a hurdle you have to get over, and you'll never, you'll never jump over that hurdle until you get into a game. So at some point, you got to play. And, uh, and you could be on a pitch count. You can do all those things. But the bottom line is he's going to have to play, and I think he plays this week. Mark, when I look at the O-line, I specifically look at a guy, Andrew Thomas, second-year left tackle, top four pick out of Georgia. They could have had anyone. I, I just, they could have had anyone. They took oh Andrew God. Thomas. And I just watched him get obliterated last year, and it makes me think, you know, God, with that duo coming off those edges for Denver, like how much trouble is Daniel Jones going to be in this upcoming game? How much pressure is on him in this well, game? You know, I, I think the great coaches, Jay. Well, I think it's a great question because um, you know they they've struggled. Now, remember, you know they came in last year. Mark Colombo was their offensive line coach. They were working on. They were trying to be more of a zone team. Joe Judge doesn't like it. He's from New England. He wants to be more of a gap power counter team, and so they changed midstream. and And I will tell you this, Jay. Well. And, and, you know, I'm the Pied Piper of offensive line, so I'm just going to leave this with you. It's the most skilled position in football. And the reason I say that is think about it from my perspective. Every day you line up as an offensive lineman and you're overmatched by the guy that you're playing against athletically. You're the same size, height, weight, and all that kind of stuff, but that guy is exponentially a better athlete than you. And you have to block him 65 times in a row. And if you mess up one time and he gets a sack, you suck and he goes to the Pro Bowl. Mm. Name one other position in all of sport. In all of sport. So, Jay Will, you are a guard. If you all of a sudden get switched, um, you know, get switched on a center and you blow by the center and lay it up for two, does everybody say, hey, that center sucks? We should take him out. He can't play defense? No, they say it was a great switch and a great matchup by your team. And you blew by him. But that's, that's the job that you do every single down, in, in and out. So you change midstream during the course of a season. It, there's no identity there. All the things you've been working on for, for six weeks, you scrap pile and say, now we're going to do something different. It's hard to develop an identity. It's hard to develop your technique doing that. So, um, and, and then the, secondly, I'll say this. When you struggle, and they have struggled, Perch struggled over at right tackle. I don't know if, you know, if they're going to replace him or not. Um, obviously, Thomas has struggled to some degree. But when you know you have an issue, then it becomes incumbent upon the coaches to mitigate that issue. And that's, that you mitigate that issue through calling plays. You don't line up on you know, third down and 10 and say, let's go 5-0 protection. We've got the four downs and the mic and we're not sliding one way or another, and we're not getting any help because we want five eligibles in the pattern, well, expect to get your quarterback hit because you put him in that position. So those are the things that you have to do as an organization. The best coaches in this league don't just attack weaknesses. Number one, they mitigate potential disaster, and, and that's what they're going to have to do in New York. Three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Slareth joins us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He is the host of Slareth and Evans on 104.3, the fan in Denver. Mark, talking about the fan, Denver, and everything else, they decided the Broncos to go with Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback spot. Can he get them over the hump? Well, that's going to be a a complimentary football thing. Special teams has been awful. They've, they've addressed that, uh, you know, by picking up players right after, right after the final roster was announced. 
Um, that's going to be an issue defensively, you know, on paper. And again, you know, Keyshawn, I always say this on paper, I'd have spent less, a lot less time on an operating table um, if the game was played on paper. It, it, it isn't. But defensively, secondary-wise, they are loaded, man. They have some players. Pat Sertan, uh, the second, is is phenomenal young player, and he'll be all over the football field from the outside to the inside slot to even playing linebacker in dime. So that kid is all over the place. They've got a, they've got a lot of talent in their back end, and obviously two pass rushers coming off the edge in Vaughn Miller and um, Bradley Chubb, and, and they've got a couple of backup kids that can really rush the passer as well. So they should be very stout. It's more about making good decisions, and it really it really came down to pocket presence. And you'd be better at this than, than I playing with quarterbacks. You know, when a, when a dude, a quarterback, can't get off the front side, you know, he's going to wait for the front side and, and, and can't get to the back side and doesn't know exactly where everybody is and doesn't really, doesn't really sense or feel the pass rush or he sees ghosts. And, and that's really what it came down to, to me, is not so much Drew Locke doesn't have a big arm and Drew Locke doesn't have potential upside. It's that in the pocket, Drew Locke just didn't manage the game well. He didn't get off you know, to, from, from the front side to the back side quickly, didn't know where everybody was. And he took hits and was unaware sometimes from a protection standpoint. And that's part of being a young quarterback where Teddy Bridgewater um, theoretically will just operate and keep them out of harm's way um, in, in those situations. So that's the reason they went there. And, you know, it's going to be complimentary. They're, they're going to have to play, you know, good offensively. They're going to have to stay on schedule so that uh, that, that defense can shine and really be great. Talking to Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion, host of uh, on 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Mark, um, getting back to the Broncos, or how, how, I'm, I'm surprised by this because his defense is so widely imitated, but people are talking about Fangio's uh, hot seat potentially. Um, you were talking earlier about the offensive line and the Giants' offensive line, and I think that has something to do with coaching him up too, like Eric Flowers is doing fine now that he's away from the Giants. Andrew Thomas is struggling, these high draft picks and everything, but they're going up against that Fangio defense, and yet Fangio is, is on a hot seat apparently without a great quarterback. How hot should his seat be? Uh, you know, I think it should be hot. I mean, I, I think the the bottom line is oftentimes, and we joke around here in Denver, but it's not really a joke. It's you know, jokes are jokes are always funny because there's some partial truth to them, right? And you know, Big Fangio is is really the coach of the defense. Um, you know, he's he's kept the play calling duties on the defensive side of the ball. After practice, they ask him about you know offensive things. I, I don't know. I was watching the defense. I'll have to go back and watch the film, right? Um, there's, there's some things that just don't seem, um, they just don't seem like, like head coach material. And I always say this about head coaches, you know, I travel around the league, as you guys know, for Fox and calling games and talking to head coaches all the time. There are guys, regardless of their knowledge of X's and O's, there are guys that are just good managers. They do a great job of coaching coaches and letting the players kind of play and understanding strengths and weaknesses and putting guys in positions to maximize strengths and minimize weaknesses. And they have this kind of overall CEO type of view of their football team, and they let their coaches coach. And I think, I think sometimes, you know, even as an offensive play caller or defensive play caller, you get so entrenched in that way of thinking 
that you lose sight of some of the management parts of the game on Sundays. And that really is where Vic has struggled in the management section of the games, timeouts. You know, he saves timeouts like uh, he can sell them on eBay. And, and you know, you got to, at some point you got to be, you got to use them, you know, and you've got to strategize. And, and so that's been a real issue. And then obviously, you know, when you're five and eleven, and and what were they seven and nine and five and eleven um, under Vic Fangio in two years, and and you haven't produced even on the defensive side. You were like twenty seventh, twenty eighth in the league last year, and I understand you had a bunch of injuries, but the bottom line, none of it has been very good so far. So yeah, you you and you've never won a game. You're zero and seven in September. And your turnover differential is minus eight. You've turned it over ten times under his uh, tutelage, and, and you've only taken the ball away twice. Um, you're going to be on the hot seat. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The great Mark Schlereth. Mark, thanks a million for coming on. By the way, long time. Long time. I know. Hey, congrats on the radio, man. You sound great on the radio. Yes, Always loved yes. you on there. So uh, good for you, brother. Yes, good for me. The great Mark <laughs> Schlereth. Straight yeah. on the horse mouth. Thank you, brother. All right, Mark. Um, so, right, well, Key, Key is going to have to answer for his, uh, his take on uh, Mac Jones and Cam. Oh, Wilson. stop. We're not teasing that. We're still that's, going there? That's that... coming after uh, Sports Center. He never apologized, huh? What's that? This ball is lifted in the air to left and deep. It is back. It is gone. A home run. Pujols returns to St. Louis and hits a home run and gets the Dodgers on the board. It's one to nothing. And they are cheering him like he's one of their own. That's uh, AM 570 LA Sports. You see Albert Pujols. It's a home run in his return to St. Louis, his second appearance at Bush Stadium after playing for the Cardinals, of course, from 01 to 2011. Pujols drew a 40-second standing ovation when his name was announced prior to a first inning at bat, with catcher and longtime teammate Yadier Molina stepping in front of the plate to prolong the cheer. They had a short embrace before Pujols drilled the pitch from J.A. Happ over the wall and left the 679th of his career. Dodgers won 7-2. You can tune into an NL battle tonight as the Cardinals host the Dodgers. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Meantime, in much worse news, my beloved Yankees, their ace, Garrett Cole, leaves the game with hamstring tightness. Cole left with two outs in the fourth inning and the Blue Jays' 5-1 win over the Yankees. He's been red hot, usually is. Manager Aaron Boone said afterwards there's no MRI schedule for Cole's hamstring and that the Yankees feel like they caught on to this issue early in the process and... The Ravens are signing running back Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. The, moves come, the move comes after Baltimore lost J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill to season-ending injuries. The 29-year-old Bell will likely soon get elevated to the 53-man roster, sources told Adam Schefter. SportsCenter is brought to you by Indeed. Odds are you're hiring to free up time, not lose more. With Indeed, you get the platform that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and say you're hired. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Let's go to Ken in the truck. Wicked excited to see how Mac performs with an NFL starting quarterback. Ron in Medford. Matt Jones has been very underrated coming out of college. He's right up Josh McDaniels' alley. It's almost going to be like when Brady was erupted.
Oh, Keyshawn Johnson, there will be a day of reckoning, and it is today when Dan Orlovsky gets here for your, for your uh, Mac Jones, Cam Newton take. Apparently, you're in big trouble with Dan Orlovsky, Key. Well done, Dan. Well done, the Dan. Got, the got you moments don't work for me, so <laughs> I'm not got. I just like seeing when Key, when Key challenges like that. You, you, know, you know how Key, when Key gets in his feelings a little bit, it's not like a bad thing. But Key ain't, ain't going to be wrong, especially when it comes against Dan What I don't understand, look, I thought they should have started Cam Newton. The same thing in San Francisco. I'd start the veteran who's been to a Super Bowl. And Cam, you know, when last seen healthy on a field in a system he knew was 6-2 and two and completing 70% of his passes. I'm not convinced he's done, right? But then you got to adjust to the facts, Key. According to everyone who was watching him, Mac outperformed him. Yeah, He, he outperformed him. He outperformed him. I know. COVID had nothing to do with it. He just outperformed him. I get it. But but if Cam's not vaccinated, then COVID can be a recurring issue, even in terms of availability. He's going to have to go through protocol. A- absolutely. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So you make the smart decision as an organization to part ways with somebody that can interrupt your season much like it was a year ago. There's nothing wrong with that. But to keep selling this narrative as if he just beat him out, it's like, y'all got to stop that. If but, you want to tell the truth on this show, something that we do, Max, we, don't just, question? we don't just start by just throwing things against the wall and hoping it stick. We tell the truth. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst, former NFL quarterback, 12-year veteran. Follow him at Dan Orlovsky 7. Dan, you heard Keyshawn Johnson refusing to adjust to the facts, <laughs> interpreting beat out as destroyed. I don't think he destroyed him, but Mac apparently played better in the preseason. And he refuses, refuses stubbornly to budge even an iota off his point originally. Has Keyshawn been proven wrong, Dan? Of course he's been proven wrong, but the sun rose this morning. So there's not much that different today than in days past. (laughs) Key, you were wrong. It's okay. It's okay that you were wrong, that you were adamant a month ago. Dan, stop telling me that Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback for the Patriots. It's Cam Newton's job. Cam Newton's going to be the quarterback. Stop talking, Dan. Stop telling me that Mac Jones is going to be the quarterback. I'm like, can't. Uh, Key, like, Mac Jones is just better. He's playing better, and he is just a better quarterback. Cam was playing good. Mac was just better. And so I want to give you this 30 seconds, Key, just to, you know, maybe just say, <laughs> Dan, my bad. So, so let me ask you this, Dan, though, Dan. My bad. Hey, baby, even though – he might have been playing better. Let me ask you this question. Do you think at all whatsoever in this evaluation process that COVID didn't play, vaccination, non-vaccination didn't play a part of this at all whatsoever? Do I believe that vaccination, the the status of Kim, because I don't know if Kim's vaccinated or not. I don't think Kim has come out. And said that he's but he not went through protocols, so Dan, know. that only an unvaccinated player would have to go through. But he went through those protocols. But we're playing an assumption game. Right. Here's the I, thing. I'm just, I'm just asking you a question. Mac it's Jones, a yes or no answer. No, I don't. Because I okay. think Mac Jones was just a better quarterback. I think okay. that if you watch the preseason games, Mac was better. And then if you talk to people that were there every day. I had asked reporters that were there every day. What's it look like? Every single one of them to a T, four different people, every one of them said Mac Jones has been the better quarterback in camp. Jay, Mac you know Jones has just been better. And it's not only that. It's not only that Mac was better in August. What was, who was going to be better and significantly better come November? 
Mac Jones was going to be way better than Cam Newton come November. Jay, and so that's why this was – it became a relatively easy decision. Jay, it's interesting. Um, Dan Orlovsky's joining us now, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max um, on ESPN Radio. It's interesting how Dan would like Keyshawn to be magnanimous when the facts <laughs> prove Keyshawn wrong. I'm still waiting for Dan to admit I was right about Carson Wentz. That's a different story. That's a different story. Dan's never given up about Carson right. Wentz, but he wants Key to roll over for, all, for, uh, on the Cam Newton-Mac Jones thing. First of all, I went on TV last year and said, Max, you're right. I just that's a, that's the, the first thing, so let's not make stuff up. I Number two, you ain't smarter than Chris Ballard or Frank Reich. So while, while you might have been right that Wentz played poorly last year, they also bet a first-round pick that he's going to be really good again. So I'm going to lean on those guys Did they a little bit a more first? than your expertise, Max Kellerman. Of course they gave no, up a potential first for Wasn't a it a second? Time. No, if he plays no. seventy percent oh of the snaps, God. I'm, that's hilarious. They gave up. They gave up a, they so gave I'm going to assume that those guys know a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to assume that those guys just know a little bit more about. I assume know, that you knew more. Do. You Second do know all, more, but I'm right about this. Yeah. No I, screaming. I, I know more no in this. Screaming. I know more in my little finger. And Second yet, of all, I was I've been right on the show this. for almost six minutes now. I've given Keyshawn the opportunity, to, and he still hasn't said it. So good luck for the next two and a half hours with you guys. Hey, hey, but wait, Dan, look. Here's the deal. He's a starting quarterback. Whether he beat him out, didn't beat him out, whatever the case is, he's a starting quarterback. What I want to ask you, though, as the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, how much success is he going to have week one against Flores in that Miami Dolphins defense? I think he'll play well because while the the defense for the Dolphins is crazy exotic and you got all those pressures – I don't think they're going to ask him to do a ton. This is going to be an offense that violently runs the football. They are going to run 40-plus, 35-plus, 40-plus carries on Sunday. And so while you're doing that as an offense, you're going to minimize some of the stuff that Miami can do. They're going to get into personnel groupings that are not going to be all these exotic pressures that Miami wants to. And also, Josh McDaniels not only is a brilliant offensive mind, he's really good at trying to attack man coverage. And that's something that the Dolphins predominantly do. And so he is going to find matchups that he likes, rub routes, pick routes, mesh routes that he really likes to do. And so I don't believe that. And this isn't just the case for this weekend. I have said this since March. Whoever plays quarterback, or I want to say since you know April, whoever plays quarterbacks for the Patriots is not going to be asked to do a lot because the offensive line, the scheme, and the skill position player upgrade. And so I think Mack will play really well in most games this year starting this weekend. Dan, I have to ask it. I've heard Key say, you know, a while ago he thought the Chiefs can go undefeated. I've heard people say they think the Bucks can go undefeated. Better chance to go 20-0, Bucks or Chiefs? Yeah, I would say the Buccaneers because everybody's coming back. They've got both top three to top five units on either side of the ball. They'll have a top five offense and a top five defense. Not only do they have all 22 back from the team that obviously went and won the Super Bowl last year, If you pay attention to the local people down there who talk about their first-round pick, Joe Tryon, out of Washington, they're saying rave reviews about him. So another pass rusher has been added to the unit. And I really look at Tampa Bay, and I go, if they get past week three and week four, because week three and four, they go on the road to L.A., and then they go on the road to New England. If they get past that, we're talking third week in November till this becomes another challenge. Third week in November, I believe they play on the road at Washington, and then they get the Bills week 15 at home. So I, I, there's, there's four games that kind of stand out. But if they get past week three or week four, man, it becomes a realistic thing. And I believe it's something that Tom wants to go chase. You know, he, he obviously mentioned himself, 
I would give up two Super Bowl rings for the chance to go undefeated. Tom wants to go chase that, and I just think that this team is built to go do it. If, you, if we break football down, who's got the best lines of scrimmage? They're going to have the best line of scrimmage almost every single week. Um, so I, I just think that the Bucks have the best chance. The Chiefs have some question marks still on the back end of their defense. No Key, easy to give up two Super Bowl rings when you still have five left. <laughs> no one's ever gone 19-0. and The first time we ever played 20 games, it's like, who can go 20-0? and someone, No one ever went 19-0. and Dan, are you on with me later on NFL Live? Yeah. That, okay. that sounds like an exciting show yeah, to watch. Right. Fireworks. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Same thing. Yeah. I, maybe maybe by four o'clock today we can we can get it out of you, Key. Maybe by four o'clock we will pull pull a little bit of a yo yo. You were not, right. Not a, I was wrong. Not a we'll chance. Just, I, I know not, more than thank you. Thank you, Dan. Shot. <laughs> thank you, Dan. The great Dan Orlovsky, ladies and gentlemen, on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Uh, he joined us via the. Goodyear hotline, of course. Coming up next, why none of us are convinced that we could see this rookie in week one. That's after Key tells you about O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'Reilly.com and pick up for free at a local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. They'll even bring it out to you curbside, or you can choose to have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Get your auto parts quickly with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com today. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, it is the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? This is Freddie Coleman, and you know I'm ready. This is Greedy. Northwestern is ready. Ethan Simmons here. I'm ready. And so are Oklahoma and Texas. Sort of. The SEC. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and continues all day on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time. The coaches are going to be hard-pressed to make that change sooner than later. They already in their mind thinking about Andy Dalton of Dallas, Andy Dalton in his late years in Cincinnati. They haven't forgot that. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline, and you can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line or Twitter feed at KeyJandMax, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. So Sean McVay says, I think it would be naive for us not to prepare for them to be able to utilize fields in some form or fashion. Key, how likely is it we see the Bears rookie at all during week one? I don't think you will, um, but Sean McVay's right. You got to prepare. You got to prepare for everybody. Hell, they got to prepare for Nick Foles. They, 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 mm-hmm. If you are coaching, attention to detail is extremely important. You want to make sure that everything, all the boxes are checked. You don't leave any uh, stone unturned. And in this situation, I don't think Justin Fields plays um, because let's assume Andy Dalton is getting run out the building. The Rams are – it's 28-10, and they don't look like that they're doing anything on offense. You're not going to all of a sudden throw him in there. You might as well, if Nick Foles is active, you might as well put Nick Foles in if you choose to do so. If the game is tight and close, you don't, you're not going to pull out Andy Dalton and put him in. So I don't see him playing week one, and it's not because the Rams are supposed to have this Great defense, even though when I look at their defense, I'm not afraid of them. When the defensive coordinator is Raheem Morris and he's new at calling the Rams defense and you don't have the players that you had in the past outside of Aaron Donald, maybe uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, and then Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I know Leonard Floyd is there, but it's not the same defense as we saw with Wade Phillips or even a year ago. Jay, I want you to listen to what, um, Matt Nagy said at the Bears uh, press conference on September 6th and uh, react to it. Listen to Matt Nagy. We understand and we all understand the, the, the passion, the excitement that, that we want to see from Justin. And I think probably the biggest thing, Mark, is for myself, our coaching staff, um, Ryan, everybody included, that when, when we get together and we talk about what our plan looks like and we play out scenarios, uh, this isn't, you know, Sometimes you can get caught up in, in emotional decisions. And so I think that's where um, myself, I have to be really strong there and understand the why. Okay, I respect that. I, I respect the latter part of that comment, Max. Sometimes you have to play out scenarios because you can't always go, go according to the plan. Life doesn't go according to the plan. So if you're playing out scenarios, can we start talking about week two versus the Bengals? for Justin Fields, because I feel like I'm going to see the Andy Dalton that got his head cracked in when he was behind that O-line for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to watch the same thing happen against the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, Chicago's O-line is just as bad as what Dallas's was last year, right? So if you're talking about, hey, this first game, if Andy Dalton, they start getting blitz, who knows, maybe they might be in the game, but they start getting blitz and he starts getting hit really hard. I still don't know if I want to see Justin Fields in that game. Maybe I'd rather see Nick Foles in that game and I'd rather have a game that's easier for Justin Fields to grow into. 
Yeah, I, not with the same kind of pressure like the Rams could bring. I suggested before the draft key that they trade up to get Justin Fields if he was available because I'm 48 years old. I've never – the Bears have never had a great quarterback in my lifetime, almost half century. Never. Like, you know, Jay Cutler is probably a top three quarterback in that franchise's history in my lifetime. They have to get this right. Like, they got to. And the offensive line is terrible, right? Trubisky could outrun the linebackers. He couldn't throw it down the field. Foles can throw it down the field with a clean pocket. There's never a clean pocket. Fields can take the best of both. But to me, I don't want to start the season with him behind that line if I don't have to, Key. What are your thoughts about when we see Justin Fields? You know, I – it's not even about the line because I, I understand a little bit about how an offensive line can look to certain people in preseason based on who's underneath the center. If you're looking at the line and the quarterback's holding the ball or they're looking at something from an offensive line protection scheme standpoint where they're not their protections don't add up or coincide with what they want to do from an offensive uh, passing game or running game system they're looking at some things and then going into the regular season they completely change stuff so I kind of understand that that's why I'm not like all going crazy about the offensive line right this minute Uh, in in terms of your original question I I don't know when you when you play him I think you as a veteran in a locker room if if he gives us the best chance to win before it gets away from us then you play him is that week three is it week four are we three and two? Are we three and three? And the offense isn't moving the way we thought it was. Much like if you go back to when Kurt Warner was benched for Eli Manning, the offense wasn't going anywhere. So Tom Coughlin made a decision. Yeah, I, that's interesting. In other words, Justin Fields is QB one now, but you don't start him unless if the season's getting away from you. Then you got to go to him, even if it's maybe a little earlier than you'd like. I think that's right. By the way, is Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback, in the best position? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.